Today is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Martin Luther King Jr. relative says MLK was assassinated by the U.S. government. Is there any evidence to this theory? Yes, actually, there is. We'll cover it all in the show. Ex-top Intel official knew Hunter Biden laptop had to be real, but he signed the disinfo letter anyway. Your government lies to you. And House GOP targets Joe's Secret Service records, while White House says there are no Delaware visitor logs. How convenient. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, wow, wow, wow. We continue to be blown away by what is broadcast to us nightly on corporate television. The amount of red pills and black pills that are being handed out by the pharmacy being run by Tucker Carlson is exponential. Let's just dive right into it last night. There is a member of the Martin Luther King family that went on Tucker Carlson's show. Now, this is a member of Cloretta Scott King's family. Cloretta Scott King is the wife of Martin Luther King Jr., A member of the King family was on Tucker Carlson's show to talk about a statue unveiling in Boston. Now, this is a a hideous, hideous statue. Uh, Some people are calling it pornographic. Some people are calling it masturbatory. Many people see all manner of like disgusting imagery here. And we'll we'll talk about that in a moment. Believe that we'll talk about the sickening woke sculpture and statue and postmodernism and how it destroys everything beautiful in life and how they couldn't just make a a beautiful statue of a black man and a black woman hugging each other. Uh, You couldn't just make a statue of Martin Luther King, who's iconic, regardless of what, you know, regardless of where you come from politically, Martin Luther King Jr., iconic, right? You couldn't just make a statue of him hugging his wife, could you? No, you had to make some type of monstrosity, masturbatory monstrosity and insult his image. Nonetheless, uh, this is what Tucker Carlson's segment was on last night. Tucker Carlson had on Seneca Scott. Seneca Scott is a member, again, of the Martin Luther King Jr. family, Cloretta Scott King's direct cousin. He joined the Fox News host to talk about this $10 million monument, which is supposed to pay tribute to the King family, but many people are calling this statue, which is the embrace, so-called the embrace, uh, saying that it either looks like a turd or a penis or some other uh, sexual acts, depending on the angle that you look at it. Many, many critics are panning this $10 million monstrosity. Tell us about the statue, Carlson asked to Seneca Scott, who'd also written, by the way, an op-ed about this saying that it insults the black community and it insults his family, one of the great American families. A lot of people are confused by it. It seems ugly at best, pornographic at worst. What do you think? Scott connected the monument to wokeism before he commented about the death of Dr. King, who was murdered in Memphis, Tennessee in 1968. I think this is the product of a woke algorithm that has gone awry, Scott says of the Boston Monument. I think things have gone viral and pretty much the consensus of the statue is a monstrosity and an insult to my family. I would like to acknowledge that it is Martin Luther King Day, he continues, and nothing should detract from his vision, Tucker, and he was assassinated by the U.S. government. You talked about JFK's assassination recently. This was in the same period. He was assassinated right when he was escalating from talking about racial bigotry to class warfare and the war in Vietnam. Whoa. So this is MLK's direct descendant, a direct member of the family who has a right to speak on behalf of the family, presumably, is going on TV and has direct descendants. Obviously, his you know aunt was MLK's wife saying, and I quote, MLK was assassinated by the United States government. Now, let's play the tape. I want you to hear this for yourself. And then let's look at the peculiar and confounding and demonstrable evidence to this point. And I think this may actually shock you. It actually shocked us as we began to look into it. First off, let's play the clip. MLK's family member saying that MLK was assassinated by the U.S. government last night on Tucker Carlson Go. 
Uh, I would like to say that first off, it's important to acknowledge that it is Martin Luther King Day and uh, nothing should detract from his radical vision, Tucker. And he was assassinated by the U.S. government. Uh, You've talked about JFK's assassination recently. This was in the same period. And he was assassinated right when he was escalating from talking about racial bigotry to class and ending the war in Vietnam. I know. And my my cousin picked up that mantle and proudly, uh, and I'm a very proud member of the Scott family. So I was rather upset to see to see that statue, to be honest with you. Well, you make a good point that no one ever says out loud, but he had shifted to populist economics. I have no idea who killed Martin Luther King, but it's very obvious it was not James Earl Ray acting alone. He had two foreign passports. He was escaped from prison. The whole thing is ridiculous. Scott did not expound, reading to you here from Mediaite, who covered this, Scott did not expound upon the claim while Carlson said it was very obvious that Ray did not act alone in the killing of King. Ray, meaning the man James Earl Ray, who was convicted of killing Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, but does this story take a fascinating turn? So let's talk about the empirical and demonstrable evidence as it surrounds Martin King, Martin Luther King Jr. and his life. Martin Luther King Jr. was a civil rights champion and was the primary agent of change, change agent for the 1964 civil rights bill, one of the most consequential bills in American history. Martin Luther King Jr.'s words are emblazoned on the Lincoln Memorial. There's a large bronze plate where he stood to give the I have a dream speech. I have a dream that my children will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. What a wonderful dream to have. Now, many people have many differing opinions on Martin Luther King, and that kind of depends on, you know, which people's history you read, right? However, there is absolutely no one who should be able to disagree with that statement alone. That is sort of the crystallization of our founding in this country, that all men are created equal. In 1964, civil rights bill gets passed. Martin Luther King, what did he do after 1964? That bill was signed into law by Lyndon Baines Johnson. Uh, and then what happened next? Well, what happened next was that Martin Luther King did actually get into advocacy for class He got into advocacy for uh, the downtrodden and the working class, and he began to really question the United States government's involvement in Vietnam and in greater espionage and began to agitate other social movements. You may disagree with them. You may not like them. But I tell you what, it, (laughs) it didn't mean that every one of Martin Luther King Jr.'s civil rights needed to be shredded and torched by our own federal government, which we know for a fact. As Tucker Carlson says, we're not sure who killed Martin Luther King Jr., but we know this. Somebody killed his civil rights. And ironic, since this is the man who authored and was the key agitator for the civil rights bill, he himself was the one who was having his civil rights destroyed. Do you know that our own federal government sent Martin Luther King Jr. a suicide letter telling him to kill himself? This is real, ladies and gentlemen. The FBI suicide letter reading to you from far right-wing conspiracy theory uh, site Wikipedia. Hmm. FBI suicide letter for Martin Luther King Jr. The FBI suicide letter, or blackmail page, was an anonymous 1964 letter packaged by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, they admit to this, meant to blackmail Martin Luther King Jr. The suicide letter was part of the FBI's Contel Pro operation against King. Well, what is that? First off, let's dive into this. On November 21st, 1964, a package that contained a letter and a tape of recordings of allegedly King's sexual indiscretions was delivered to Claretta Scott King, the wife of Martin Luther King Jr., and later to King. Although the letter was anonymously written, Martin Luther King Jr. correctly suspected that the FBI sent the package. Clarence Scott King said the tapes comprised only of mumbo-jumbo. The letter did not specify what action it is urging King to undertake. King understood the letter was advocating for him to commit suicide. Although some have suggested that merely u- that it was merely using urging him to decline the Nobel Peace Prize or step out of leadership. 
Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. How was 2022 on your finances? Probably not great. And it's not your fault. Our government is spending way too much money and giving that money to the dumbest people. They passed a $1.7 trillion omnibus package on Christmas Eve just to spite you, to insult you, and to tell you that they don't care about you. So maybe this is the year that you should start caring about your savings and securing your financial goals. When you've finally had enough of the games that the government is playing with your savings and retirements, you should diversify into gold, birch gold. I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by our leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can get in now. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account today. Birch gold makes it so easy to convert your IRA or 401k into precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word Benny to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, Birch Gold can help you. Text Benny to 989898 today and go gold in the new year 2023. Nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, the FBI was sending a letter to Dr. King around the time that he was murdered telling him to kill himself. Now, this was part of a Contel Pro Operation. What is that operation exactly? Let's pop on over and read a little bit about the Contel Pro FBI operation. Contel Pro, which is a, a syllabic abbreviation derived from counterintelligence program from 1956 to 1971, was a series of covert and illegal projects actively conducted by the United States Federal Bureau of Investigation aimed at surveilling, infiltrating, discrediting, and disrupting domestic American political operations. The FBI records show that Condell Pro resources targeted groups and individuals the FBI de deemed as subversive, including feminist organizations, Communist Party, anti-Vietnam War organizations, and black power movements along with the civil rights movement, including Martin Luther King Jr., they spied on Martin Luther King Jr. They did this at the directive of J. Edgar Hoover, the longtime serving FBI director who issued the directives governing the Contel Pro operation. He used FBI agents to expose, disrupt, misdirect, discredit, or otherwise neutralize the activities of movements and their leaders. He wiretapped Martin Luther King Jr.'s phones. This is, of course, illegal. He had no right to do this. This continued, by the way, for many years, the FBI's harassment of Martin Luther King Jr. This is something that is not up for debate. This happened. And the FBI sent MLK a suicide letter urging him to commit suicide. Around the time that MLK was killed. What's that about? Very curious. We're just asking questions. I think it's very important. Final thing, the Contel Pro methods. Uh, they include infiltration, psychological warfare, harassment via the legal system, illegal force, and undermining public opinion. Does any of this sound familiar to you? Like, for instance, what they are doing to the MAGA movement, what they do to various individuals, who trespass on January 6th, or perhaps what they do to Donald Trump on a daily basis. Ladies and gentlemen, old dogs and old tricks. Why mess with a system that works? The illegal surveillance, of course, is something that is still ongoing via our federal government, and something that leads to the very, very curious case of the man who supposedly killed MLK, a man named James Earl Ray. So James Earl Ray was a very odd individual and much like Lee Harvey Oswald has a deeply disturbed and peculiar background that doesn't make any sense at all. Let's breeze through it really quickly. James Earl Ray is the man convicted of assassinating Martin Luther King Jr. But there are some very, very curious things about his life. For instance, he had escaped prison. He was a career criminal, escaped prison, moved to Mexico, then moved to Canada, then moved back to Mexico, had undergone a rhinoplasty to change his appearance. Nobody knows exactly why. Then he traveled the Deep South. Uh, he was a racist. He was a supporter of uh, George McGovern's presidential campaign. 
And people say that he's the man that shot MLK inside of a Nashville hotel. I'm sorry, uh, correction, inside of a Memphis hotel. On April 4th, 1968, uh, Ray allegedly killed Martin Luther King Jr. with a single shot from a Remington rifle. King was standing on a second floor balcony at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. Shortly after the shot was fired, witnesses saw Ray fleeing uh, to a rooming house. Okay. So they apprehended the guy in London, actually. This man had then, uh, after shooting, after allegedly shooting MLK, this man traveled to Canada, traveled to Portugal, traveled to, to London, and then they apprehended him with multiple passports. They brought him, extradited him to Tennessee. He was charged almost immediately, never went to trial. Uh, he admitted to this, admitted to killing MLK, and then recanted his confession three days later. Three days later, Ray recanted his confession. He had entered a guilty plea on the advice of his attorney uh, to avoid death by execution, which would have been possible f- with a jury trial. Ray is on video, actually, recanting his confession, saying that it wasn't him who killed MLK. More importantly, uh, Ray was able to escape from prison again in 1977. What? Uh, remember, he, he allegedly killed MLK after escaping another prison, broke out of prison. And then members of MLK's family actually reached out to this man. In 1997, King's son, Dexter King, met with Ray in prison and asked him, I just want to ask you, for the record, did you kill my father? And Ray replied, no, no, I did not. Dexter told Ray that he, along with the rest of the King family, believed that Ray and the family also urged publicly that Ray be granted a new trial. That trial uh, actually aired. It was a mock trial. And during the mock trial, Ray was acquitted. This leads to interesting articles here at the History, here in the History Channel, saying that MLK's family actually doesn't believe that this was the murderer of their father. Why Martin Luther King's Jr. family believe that James Earl Ray was not his killer. After the assassination, King's family did not trust the findings of the FBI, which had harassed the civil rights leader while he was alive. There's also video evidence of Ray saying that this was a conspiracy and that he was being used very much as a patsy, which were the exact same words that Lee Harvey Oswald said when he was taken into custody for the killing of JFK. Watch. So you heard uh, you heard the news on, on the radio? Is yes. that the way you heard it? So you were driving, you left that, that gas station at 2nd and Linden, what, about 6 or? I don't have any way of knowing, I think it was around that time, but mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's Linden. I know the approximate area it is. And mm-hmm. I've seen the map on the Inquirer. Mm-hmm. And you were going back to uh, to pick up this man that you say is Raul? Is no, I just waiting the car back. So you heard all this confusion, had turned and flipped on the radio, they said Dr. King's been shot. Uh, at that, did you think you were set up at that point? I uh, know I was headed towards toward New Orleans when I had the radio, and I used to keep the radio, and I think uh, I didn't I have too strong feelings about the, the shooting. Uh, when, when you met Raul, you, did you, you didn't know any other name for him. That's the name that he said was his, and that that's all you ever knew. Yeah, I guess no. Mm-hmm. And you met him where? Canada. Up in Canada. Yeah. And uh, and you just met in a saloon, or? It was a saloon in a waterfront area of uh, Montreal. Mm-hmm. You never became good friends then? Uh, no, I wasn't good friends. Mm-hmm. Just business. Uh, mm-hmm. These were all aliases, uh, I assume. Uh, you don't think Raul was a real name at all, then, huh? No, I've got some freedom of information papers in there saying there's Raul San Diego or something, New Orleans is supposed to be a... So that's footage. You can go find that footage. It's in the National Archives. And that was published by the Washington Post, by the way. Super right-wing sources we're citing here. Uh, Wikipedia and the Washington Post. Super right-wing, definitely, definitely the info wars of uh, media. Um, no, these are leftist sites. These are government apparatchiks. Uh, uh, sites. These are Prague leftist news that is openly admitting this as uh, the History Channel. I read this article to you. 
In a few days after confessing to murdering of MLK, Ray began to claim his innocence, arguing that he had been set up by a man he named he knew named Raul. It was Raul, Ray said, that directed him to buy a gun and binoculars and rent the room across the street at the hotel. Ray said he wasn't in the room when King was shot. He was unable to consistently explain where he had been. But it's not clear if Cloretta Scott King, the widow of King, believed Ray's innocence immediately after her husband's assassination. MLK's wife suspected that the FBI, who had investigated the murder, was involved in the murder. There is abundant evidence of a major high-level conspiracy in the assassination of my husband, Martin Luther King Jr., Cloretta Scott King, said at a press conference in 1999, according to the King Center. It was a theory that she maintained until her death in 2006, not too long ago. That has never been proven, mainly because, well, the FBI would have to investigate itself. And we all know how that works. Yet given that the, how the Bureau had treated her and her family, her suspicion of the FBI and his conclusions about her husband's killer came to a very reasonable place, says John McMillan, history professor at Georgia State University. Well, well, well. That is what Tucker Carlson is getting at when he interviews a member of the King family last night on his show. And that member of the family says the government killed uh, my uh, my uncle, Martin Luther King Jr. That is the evidence. We don't know who killed Martin Luther King Jr. But what we have just presented to you is direct evidence of the FBI asking MLK to kill himself, sending him threatening letters, recordings of MLK inside of hotel rooms, other surreptitious recordings that they recorded illegally as part of the Contel Pro operation. They had spent years harassing, tracking, surveilling, and spying on this American citizen, and they had done so because they believed that he was a political threat to the power establishment. That's why. And to her dying day, Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife, who is survived by numerous other family members, who you could see on Tucker Carlson last night. To her dying day, Cloretta Scott King said that it was the FBI. That's what we know. We've covered the JFK assassination on the show. We're not scared to talk about this stuff. This is the kind of stuff that you need to know. And as we covered with the JFK assassination, like if this country is built on a lie and if our government and a ruling class are lying to you and are not concerned about these uh, uh, empirical questions that arise about the fraudulence or the validity of our government, and more importantly, the black boxes that run it and surround it, well, then you're not actually asking the right questions. You're not getting at the truth. And so we want to ask the right questions. Cloretta Scott King thought that the FBI killed her husband or had a hand in it. Cloretta Scott King is part of a abomination of a sculpture that was the purpose of this interview actually last night on Tucker Carlson that took this turn. So we decided to cover it here for you on the show. The sculpture is called The Embrace. It was unveiled in Boston. It's a great shame, according to many commenters online. It's this hideous statue here. Some people uh, see uh, pornographic imagery in it. Some, some people some people say that this is deeply inappropriate. I will simply say, for the sake of this family show, why would you cut their heads off? It's based on the image, this image. There's Cloretta Scott King. There's her husband after they won the 1964 Nobel Peace Prize. That's what's happening in that image. They're winning the Nobel Peace Prize. That's what the statue is based on. It's called the embrace. So that's this little hug. But instead of like putting Martin Luther King Jr. and his beautiful wife's smiling faces on statues where they presumably belong, I'm a big fan of the MLK Memorial in Washington, D.C. You ever seen that? It's like MLK cut out of a, a mountainside and you walk through a mountain to, to see him. Cool. Totally nice statue. Like, great. Good job. Why do you have to do this? Wokeism ruins everything. Wokeism ruins everything. The new sculpture honoring Martin Luther King Jr. and Clarence Scott King uh, doesn't include their heads or their bodies. The sculpture titled The Embrace was inspired by a photograph. Hank Willis Thomas, the Brooklyn-based artist behind it, said he wanted to create a sculpture dedicated to love, not war. Okay, so you cut their heads off? What are you, ISIS? Uh, it cost $10 million. So that's uh, th that that sculpture is being just pan. It's a family friendly show. You can go check out our uh, we did an in depth video 
yesterday on this. You can go check out what the rest of the internet is saying about it. Uh, what do you see in this sculpture? What are you seeing? A lot of people are seeing some very, very bad things. I guess it is like the Rorschach blot test, but it shouldn't be because quite frankly, you could just, Martin Luther King Jr. is iconic. His image is well-known. He's a very famous person. Many people would be able to tell you exactly who he is if they saw a photo of him. Why not just use his famous face to make a sculpture of? What's so wrong with that? Oh, well, because it would be beautiful and it would be edifying and it would inspire someone to think differently and maybe think of uh, uh, better affirmations and ideas. Like, for instance, maybe we shouldn't judge each other by our skin color and the amount of melanin that's in our skin based on thousands and thousands of years of ancient history. Perhaps we should just judge each other as Christians and as men and women, and we should judge each other equally. Maybe a beautiful statue of MLK would inspire people to think that, and then that would uh, go directly against the woke mind virus, which is clearly what this postmodernist abomination artwork is intended to do, confuse you. Make you question, make you make you feel weird, make you feel uncomfortable, just like everything woke. And it is an absolute crying shame, along with uh, Joe Biden, who couldn't um, couldn't get anything right yesterday while he was celebrating MLK Day. Uh, MLK Day, of course, an opportunity for people like Joe Biden, who is himself an old diseased racist, who stood with George McGovern, who stood with Robert Byrd in the Senate who openly advocated against busing in Delaware, all of these various things. You, you may agree or disagree with those men or policies or whatever, but like inside of the canon of what was what is an, a considered racist, Joe Biden has been on the wrong side of everything his entire career. Joe Biden's made many, many racist comments. You can go, we, we, we can't play the clips of Joe Biden dropping the N-word inside of Senate hearings. They exist. You can go find them. We can't play some of the comments of Joe Biden uh, talking about having hairy legs in the pool and the kids would rub them. And then he fought a guy named Corn Pop with a razor blade and a rusty chain because Corn Pop, he called him a racial slur, called him Esther because he wore too much pomade in his hair. You know, that's all real, right? Like we have the video. Joe Biden called he, he was he was lifeguard at an urban pool and there was a black kid named Corn Pop that wore too much pomade in his hair. And Joe Biden then called him a slur, a racial slur, called him Esther. And then, uh, you know, because the kid was offended, Joe Biden decided to try and kill him. Joe Biden got a rusty chain and a rusty razor blade and, and decided to fight Corn Pop. It's a real story. We're not making that up. Joe Biden said it on camera. Okay. So uh, just in case you're wondering if this is a moment for old, diseased, uh, dementia riddled, uh, racist Joe Biden to shuffle out in front of, of course, a Al Sharpton group, the National Action Network's annual Martin Luther King Jr. birthday breakfast, and then forget the names of Martin Luther King Jr.'s family members. Well, that's exactly what happened. First off, ladies and gentlemen, in the clown car that was Joe Biden's celebration of MLK Day yesterday, uh, Joe Biden didn't know if the mic was on. Great. Watch. Make sure this is on. This is on. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, no ho. Okay. Would have been better for everyone if the mic would have remained off, actually, because Joe Biden proceeded to embarrass himself uh, by singing happy birthday to a member of MLK's family who was in the crowd. Uh, that member uh, was the niece of MLK married married to his son. So MLK's oldest son, MLK third, was in the audience. This man is 65. Uh, he has a wife named Andrea Waters King, and Joe Biden decided to sing her happy birthday. One problem, uh, Joe Biden doesn't know this person's name. Bad form. Watch. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alan. Happy birthday to you. Well, <laughs> what you're here to, I mean, you're here to honor one family, the King family. That is the person you're honoring at this event. This is your only job. You had one job, which is to 
remember the name of the people who are directly related to Martin Luther King Jr. on Martin Luther King Jr. birthday celebration on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. That's your only job. And Joe Biden goes, happy birthday to you. The other thing you're not allowed to do, probably, possibly, considering the very bad relationship that the federal government had with persecuting and threatening Martin Luther King Jr. throughout his entire life, is you probably shouldn't use MLK Day to further threaten innocent Americans. Joe Biden did just that, saying that if you own a gun, he's going to send uh, bomber jets after you. Watch. I'm going to get assault weapons banned. I did it once. I'm going to do it again. There's no social redeeming value. Deer aren't wearing Kevlar vests out there. What the hell you need a assault? No, I'm serious. And ban the number of bullets that go in a magazine. There's no, no need. For any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Give me a, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. Think about the rationale for this. It's about money. Oh, is it about money? What else is it about, Joe Biden? What else is it about? I mean, it's, it's funny. There's a theme to this show, and the theme is that our intel agencies in our deep state act on behalf of the powerful in order to lie to you and to abuse you, the American people. You are the ones who supposedly run this place. We, the people, are the first words of our founding in this country. But do you actually run anything? Or is it a group of people who kill at will, who are leveraging uh, the power and the force of the federal government against anything that potentially threatens their power and their influence. I don't care what you call it, but that is the deep state. It's permanent Washington, D.C., and it is a mass network of people, and they are truly evil in this country. And the next story proves it, in case you're wondering if you yourself have been a victim of a PSYOP, of an intel operation, that was meant to deceive you and harm you. Top Intel officer Douglas Weiss knew Hunter Biden laptop had to be real, but he signed the disinformation letter anyway. Wow. Oh, wow. Top former intelligence official who signed on to a letter attacking the Post bombshell 2020 reporting Hunter Biden's laptop as a Russian disinformation now admitted that he knew that a significant portion of the recovered file had to be real, but he doesn't regret dismissing it. In this expose, Douglas Weiss, former Defense Intelligence Agency deputy director. Wow. I mean, these people, there were like CIA directors signing on to this thing. All of the people who were allegedly in charge of every bit of security in this country signed this letter. They all knew it was a lie. This man is 51 years old, erstwhile intelligence brass, who issued the public letter on October 19th, 2025, days after the Post began a series of reports on the now first son's shady business dealings. All of us figured that a significant portion of that content had to be real to make any of the Russian disinformation credible, said Weiss, who didn't respond when the Post reached out for an explanation last March, but found his tongue when he spoke to the Australian. The October 19th letter, whose signatories include former Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta, Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, former CIA Director John Brennan. Man, it's like a group of people that like, deserve to be tried for war crimes. They went out of its way to cast doubt on the legitimacy of the Post's scoop. Talk about a threat to the First Amendment. Devoting five paragraphs to explaining factors that make us suspicion, uh, suspicious of Russian involvement. Now, at the exact same time, we knew that the FBI was pre-briefing social media outlets like Twitter and Facebook, and this is directly according to the Twitter files released and Mark Zuckerberg on Joe Rogan's podcast, saying that the FBI had come to them before the Hunter Biden laptop's release and had said that there is going to be a Russian operation involving Hunter Biden and it'll be released through the news media and you got to censor this story. That's what the FBI was doing. By the way, who's the FBI working for at the time? Donald John Trump. If you, in case you're wondering about rigging a process, psyoping a country, a coup d'etat inside your own government, the FBI was working for Trump the FBI has had this laptop since 2018, uh, since 2018. 
John Paul Mac Isaacs, who is the Mac repair shop owner, handed this laptop to the FBI. He's right now suing a ton of different news agencies because this man's story is legit. John Paul Mac Isaacs knew this FBI was this laptop was real because Hunter Biden physically gave it to him. Then this man gave a copy of it to the FBI and the FBI did jack. The FBI then immediately buried it, probably looked into it, verified that it was 100 percent real and then went out to act as the campaign arm for the Democrat Party in order to silence this story and kill media reports, which is exactly what's happening here. Just absolutely sickening. And they accomplished this, by the way. You yourself have been psyoped. They accomplished this. Now, maybe you never believed these people, but there are many people, midwits, who just turn on the television, and if the glowing box tells them something, they'll believe it. And this is what they saw in the wake of that story. Watch. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right wing media. 50 machine. former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the care for five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. This is classic Trump. We have four days left and all of a sudden there's a laptop. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I still think that the stories from the fall about your son for Russian disinformation and spear campaign, like you said. Yes, yes, yes. I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's a last-ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. The vast majority of the intelligence people have... Do you feel as though you live inside of a real country anymore? I mean, trusting your, trusting your government, blindly trusting your government is now an IQ test. Along with that, along with that lady, did you did you see the 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 woman masking while on TV? <laughs> it's like like while you're reporting, you're having to do this through a mask. Like this stuff was an IQ test. All right, did you pass or fail? Did you pass or fail? This was an IQ test. Do you trust your government to not lie to you? The prerequisite for us having a republic is that we have a government that is in our control. And that cannot rig or otherwise influence elections because that's the only recourse we have, right? The only recourse we have other than, as the Declaration of Independence says, dissolving the bonds of government. So beside the nuclear option, let's just call it that, the only recourse you have is to walk in and to cast your ballot for, I mean, you know. Maybe it's not as dramatic as throwing a yellow flag, but this is your version of throwing a flag on the field. Very painful night, by the way, for Tampa Bay last night. Uh, nonetheless, this is your version of throwing your flag on the field and saying, I am uh, th- that is a penalty. You will now get penalized for not governing correctly. We will change the country. We'll change its leadership. That is the only mechanism you have. It is the pressure release valve inside of a country like ours to vote, to have that vote count, and to be able to paddle and to punch right in the pee-pee these people who don't have your best interests in mind, to change your government at any time that you see fit. If you do not have that, in fact, if your government actively either kills people who are uh, inconvenient to them or openly commits acts of psychological operations on you. Remember, Contel Pro that we talked about with MLK, that, that the, the 
chief warfare inside of Operation Contel Pro that went on for 20 years, totally illegal, totally unconstitutional, run by the FBI. The chief weaponized asset there was psychological operations, psyops, to discredit leaders, to malign them, to illegally spy on them. Does that sound familiar? Crossfire hurricane, anyone? Donald Trump? Nothing's changed. It's accelerating. And that's why, of course, you've seen the trust in government collapse through the floor. Says the information received in the laptop has been belatedly confirmed by the likes of the New York Times, the Washington Post, and CBS News, all of whom only acknowledged the computer's contents were authentic last year. The letter said that the earmarks Russian deceit and we should consider it as a possibility, Weiss told the Australian. It did not say that Hunter Biden was a good guy. It didn't say that he was right and it wasn't exculpatory. It was a cautionary letter. They lied. They used their brass on their chests coming from the CIA, the Defense Department, National uh, uh, Institute of Defense, National Intelligence Agency. All these little brass, they use the brass that we pay for, the training that we give them to lie to you, to deceive you, and to try and manipulate an election into the outcome that it is preferred for them, which, of course, is the establishment, goon Joe Biden, the Muppet that they can further control. Despite the letter's black and white statements, Weiss, now retired government, service and listed on his LinkedIn page as a sole proprietor of New Mexico-based Southwest uh, company, insists that the critics, whether they're members of conservative journalists and community, conservative politicians, or just ultra-right-wing extremists, they haven't paid attention to the content. Derp. I don't regret signing the letter because context is important. Derp. These people should be tried. When will we have justice in this country? I don't know, man. Weiss further added speculation that the laptop's chain of custody letter left it open to alteration. Got it. Russians or even ill-intended conservative elements could have planted stuff in there. Notice this guy, this guy who's admitting to lying to you in order to uh, meddle in an election at best, uh, commit some type of like massive fraud on the behalf of the intel community at worst. This guy is blaming conservatives like the, the ultimate, just in case you're wondering, how steeped in partisan hackery, how rigid and deep and dark the partisan and deep state is in as Democrat activists, paid Democrat activists, paid by you. Man, Democrats would never allow this. Imagine if there was a massive uh, institution in American life that was super right wing and that took taxpayer money and paid people to advocate on behalf of and to push for the election of Republicans. (laughs) Democrats have like 50 of these. The Republicans have zero. And they are able to absorb and hoover taxpayer money and then plop it right into, right into Democrat activism. This is a Sam Bankman-Fried model, by the way. Sam Bankman-Fried model. Jeffrey Epstein model, right? Fraudulent money directly into the coffers of Democrats. This guy is sitting there saying, it doesn't matter. It hurt conservatives, so I signed the letter. doesn't matter. Hurt Republicans, so I signed the letter. Despicable people. Why did they need to keep it a secret? Why did they need to keep the information on that laptop a secret? Well, now we know what's on, inside of it. Possibly one of the biggest frauds uh, in American history, American political history. Check this out. How Hunter Biden complained in 2010 that half of his salary went to paying Joe Biden's bills for the maintenance on his Wilmington home where the classified documents were found. Oh, baby. Now we get into the meat and potatoes of it here, baby. You ready? Sit down and buckle up. Joe Biden's always insisted that he never benefited from his son's international business dealings while vice president. But text messages show that Hunter Biden did pay his father's bills while he was earning money overseas. The money included thousands of dollars in repairs to Joe's Wilmington, Delaware house, which at least six classified documents were recently found in. Hunter complained in text messages to his daughters in 2019 that he paid the bills for everything for his families for three decades. Emails in 2010 show that Hunter and his business partner, Eric Schwerin, uh, discussed how they needed to spend, how they needed to spend paying for then vice president's bills. The subjects were JRB bills, 
Joseph Robinette Biden. That's the president's initials and detailed thousands of dollars of repair that needed to be done to Joe's lakeside home in Wilmington, Delaware. The email noted that $2,600 needed to be paid, so on and so forth. Uh, Hunter Biden went on to make some $50,000 a month at Bursima and then list on a tax form that he was paying $50,000 a month in rent. Well, that just seems like money laundering, right? So Hunter Biden takes 50 grand a month from Bursima, Ukrainian business. He doesn't speak Ukrainian, no show job for Coquette's son. And then he just transfers that. He just moves that directly into Joe Biden's pockets by paying him rent. We've showed you those documents. And now Donald Trump is finally commenting on it. Donald Trump from this morning saying, was Joe Biden really paid $50,000 a month in Hunter, uh, by Hunter for a house that's worth comparatively very little? Yes, that's right. I mean, Joe Biden, you'd pay off the entire price of the home in less than a year at $50,000 a month. This, this home is worth $1.3 million. So it would take you 16 months to pay off the entire price of the home. You'd pay the entire mortgage on the house at $50,000 a month. That's not how that's not how rent works. Who actually owns the house? This is just the beginning of one of the greatest political money laundering scams of all time, Donald Trump asked. However, I don't know whether or not the rigged and corrupt fake news media will actually report on it. Probably not. They'd rather uh, spend a report on 75-year-old Trump employee who did not pay taxes uh, on the use of a company car or apartment. Hmm. Well, he's, Donald Trump is talking about uh, the state of New York going after one of his longtime uh, managers of his business uh, for not paying for not like paying taxes on like gifts that he received from the company. Yeah. Pretty interesting here, ladies and gentlemen, and if you uh, look a little bit deeper, you'll find that Joe Biden is in the middle of a mop-up operation here, as we have covered. Joe Biden's federal and state tax filings from 2016, 2017, and 2018 have been deleted from Biden's website in 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, this sounds like a cleanup job. Christina Bob, the president's uh, uh, lawyer was on War Room actually talking about this. Christina Bob saying that this is actually a mop-up operation for criminal activity. Watch. I mean, you're a lawyer. Why would a lawyer, yeah. why would a personal lawyer, Joe Biden, be rummaging around that closet, ma'am? Quite possibly. I think you hit the nail on the head earlier in your show. It's a cleanup job. There's no reason for her to be out there other than they are trying to cover up something else. And if you have Adam Schiff and the New York Times and CNN and all these Democrats saying, oh, his inadvertent mishandling of classified documents, they're all singing that song. It lets you know that's the cover up. That's not the actual story. So I don't think the actual story has come out yet. We need to figure out what's going on there. What happened with all of this? You know, who had access to those documents? What did they see? The fact that it's about Ukraine is extremely, extremely interesting, given how pertinent Ukraine is not just today, but how important it was in Donald Trump's administration. That was the first impeachment hoax with the president of Ukraine, Zelensky. And then now you've got the United States has sent close to $100 billion over to the Ukraine. And of course, the Hunter Biden laptop says 10% for the big guy. Is Joe Biden getting kickbacks from this? What's happening to the money? There's been no oversight. So there's a lot, a lot of questions here. And I don't believe for a second that the media is uh, telling the story honestly. As reported earlier, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris proudly displayed their tax filing, tax filings on JoeBiden.com webpage. Suddenly, those documents were taken down, and the webpage sent readers to a Democrat fundraising page. Gateway Pundit investigated these documents on the Wayback Machine and links to the tax filings that were originally posted and the fina financial disclosures. So why are they deleting now Joe Biden's Tax disclosures. The original list of tax filings uh, from 2016, 2017, and 2018 show no rental income. Check it out. So you have Hunter Biden saying that he's paying $50,000 a month in rent, and Joe Biden is claiming zero rental income. Are these people that stupid? I mean, you I guess you just have to assume that. They're that stupid, diseased, and they're that corrupt. And they've been protected by the system, the same system that is turning against them now, uh, and they don't, will not know what to do.
Joe Biden reportedly spent 163 days in Wilmington home where the Secret Service claims there are no visitors logs. So what's going on here? I mean, what you're seeing here is a, again, a mop-up job. Lawyers don't preemptively go search through your house. I have a lawyer. I'm not going to come home today and find him in my closet rooting around in my gun safe. He don't even know the code to my gun safe. I'm not going to go rooting around in my car. That's not what lawyers do. Do you understand like what the purpose of a lawyer is? Like lawyer's time's very, very valuable. And a lawyer often inside in a situation like this is acting in a preventable, like trying to prevent or preempt something bad happening to their client. They've been ordered to go look for evidence of a crime inside of a certain place before the feds get there or before Republican oversight gets there. James Comer, in charge of Republican oversight in Congress, says we will continue to press for info on Joe Biden's document scandal after the White House says there's uh, no visitor logs in Delaware, which is a lie, by the way, because to go to see the president, you have to pass through a Secret Service. You are not allowed to like see and visit privately with the president without getting a checkmark from Secret Service. Know that. Know that. There's no such thing as just wandering through the White House. The Secret Service vets every person that meets the president. So there are logs of visitors. James Comer saying that he's going after those Secret Service records. We're going to find out who access to these documents. You are looking at right now, ladies and gentlemen, the making of the largest political scandal in our lifetime. The fraudulence, the open criminality, it's all there. Listen to James Comer say, buckle up. We wonder if the Secret Service had records now. That's our next question, because uh, he still had Secret Service protection. And you would assume that the Secret Service would vet people that would be allowed on the premise of the dwelling for the president of the United States. So it's not just James Comer, as we've been telling you. There is a dynamic duo of two bulldogs, James Comer. And Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan of Ohio, James Comer of Kentucky. Keep your eye on these two men. Jim Jordan, who is in charge of the House Oversight Committee and also in charge of the Weaponization of Government New Church Committee, which has its work cut out for them, as we just detailed with MLK's assassination and so on and so forth. Ladies and gentlemen, um, Jim Jordan saying we're rolling up our sleeves again. Buckle up. Watch. Who was reviewing the documents? Were there personal lawyers who don't have a security clearance? And, you know, I'm not I, I'm not satisfied that they don't have uh, records of visitor logs at the home. Yeah. And the Secret Service should know who was there. And if they don't keep logs, what about the security cameras? What about fingerprints on the documents? What are we going to find out, Congress? Yeah, no, all those questions need to be answered. What did Mr. Laos do? We understand Mr. Laos, the, the, the U.S. attorney from Illinois, was assigned to the case in early November, and then he concluded included his investigation on January 5th. Well, what did he find? Right. Because we know after January 5th, they now they found another batch of these classified documents. So what kind of investigation was that for the first two months? What is the White House lawyer doing accompanying DOJ officials when they go to the Biden residence to pick up these documents? Looks to me like he just made himself a fact witness and is part of this investigation now. Why was he there? This was supposedly Biden's personal attorneys and the Department of Justice. What's the White House counsel's office doing accompanying the DOJ to his residence. Boom. Those are questions. You want to find the truth about what's going on? Go back to why Joe Biden's personal lawyer, not the White House lawyers, the personal lawyer with no security clearance was wandering through Joe Biden's house looking for random tranches of classified documents. Now, more importantly, I am no legal scholar. I do have myself a little gavel here. But Judge Benny can rule, even with my limited knowledge of the U.S. legal system, I can make a ruling here. And the ruling is that people without security clearances shouldn't be handling classified documents. Now, how did they know these documents were classified? Through telekinetics? Through consulting with their crystals and astrology? No. They knew that they were classified because the damn documents were marked classified. There were markings on them that say classified. And so here you have Joe Biden's lawyer who doesn't have a security clearance oogling classified documents, which is itself, as Jim Jordan just stated, a crime. They're so sloppy. They're so sloppy because they know that the same system that harassed and sent suicide letters to Martin Luther King, 
The same system that lied about the Hunter Biden laptop in order to get Joe Biden elected. The same system that was able to commit their own Contel Pro operation on Donald Trump, their own crossfire hurricane. Contel Pro, that's broke. The new hotness is crossfire hurricane. It's just the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Spying on a U.S. president. Ladies and gentlemen, they know that that system, that black box system, that permanent state, the largest employer in the world, the federal government of the United States of America, Soviet Union just collapsed. The Soviet Union didn't go away. Soviet Union collapsed and all those people simply moved into, were absorbed. All that thought process, everything inside the Soviet Union was simply migrated from Russia into America. Now it's just used for far more clownish and stupid and moronic purposes. And these people are morons. They're morons. And they know that Joe Biden is dumb and Joe Biden's taxes do not line up with official documents from Hunter Biden and they got to get rid of him. And I've been saying this for a while. This is an, this is an operation to get Joe Biden. Joe Biden shot off his mouth. I'm going to run for president in 2024. There was no red wave. It's because of me. I'm great. Joe Biden, classic narcissist, nepotist, hubris. Pride cometh before destruction. And boy, oh boy, the people who are actually running things tell him, nope. And I can see it clearly. And so can my boy, Joe Rogan. They are trying to get rid of him, Rogan says. Biden classified document scandal is an inside job and it's a ploy by Democrats to replace him before 24. Popular podcast host Joe Rogan floated the theory that the discovery of top secret documents classified uh, that appear to have been mishandled by Joe Biden is a part of a ploy by Democrats uh, to get Biden out before the 2024 race. We've been saying this. On an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience uh, that came out this weekend, Rogan spoke with comedian Mac McCluster and Shane Gillis, co-hosts of the podcast Own Together. Uh, during the conversation, the three broached the subject of the repeated discoveries of Joe Biden's classified documents. If I had to guess, they're trying to get rid of them, Rogan speculated, referring to the members of the president's own party, hoping to clear the field ahead of the 2024 election. It's crazy. He's Joe Biden getting jammed up on manila folders like he was kissing 12-year-old girls on camera, referencing the president's off-noted behavior around underage girls. Rogan says, I don't know Jack S. about politics, but if I had to guess, they're trying to get rid of him. My guess is that they're trying to get rid of him. If all, all of a sudden, uh, they are, his own aides are sending these, instead of taking up these classified documents, which you have located, and go, well, we're going to effing lock them up somewhere. Nope, it's self-reporting. Dude, come on. This sounds sus, meaning uh, abbreviation for suspect. No one is out here self-reporting that effing laptop. Well, that was Russian disinformation. They all laughed. That reeks of Russian disinformation. They all laughed because of how clownish. Our, they think they're so smart. I mean, it really is amazing. Spend any time in Washington, D.C., and you'll realize that it's not West Wing. And it's not House of Cards. It's Veep. And anyone who's ever familiar with those shows, really, you just have to be familiar with Veep, which is just the clownish retelling of people falling ass backwards uh, and not knowing what they're doing. And when you view our government through the frame of Veep, you'll realize how, how, how dumb these people are. And if you spend 15 years in Washington, D.C., on Capitol Hill, living on Capitol Hill, living amongst these people, you will realize that the hyper inflated sense of importance and the absolute dripping trappings of Washington just just attracts like a blue light on the back of your porch looking for mosquitoes and moths. Uh, the dumbest, most self-obsessed, navel-gazing people in our country. And they all go to Washington, D.C., all these kids that were picked on in high school, like John Brennan, all these kids that were beat up in high school, like John Brennan, and they go to Washington, D.C., and after years of fealty, to the deep state, they get rewarded by becoming a CIA director and they get handed an MSNBC contract. It takes the dumbest uh, and the most narcissistic idiots in our society. DC attracts them, absorbs them, puts them inside the machine. They become ghosts in the machine and then they get paid out in the end. And they think that they're actually important and they're not. The only thing actually important in this country are the people. And the people of this country know that Donald Trump was impeached fraudulently. 
Donald Trump was impeached for a perfectly fine phone call. If you're looking for a quid pro quo, look at literally anything that Joe Biden is doing right now. There are obvious an open legitimate quid pro quos for limited, like including but not limited to Joe Biden demanding that Saudi Arabia lower the price of oil before the midterms. Saudi Arabia came out with this bombshell report saying Joe Biden's demanding that we lower oil prices so that he can get more Democrats elected. That's that's a quid pro quo. Democrats impeached Donald Trump for what they said was a quid pro quo, not true. Then they impeached Donald Trump for a fake insurrection, not true. Not true. Many bad things happen. Bad things happened that day. <laughs> I think there's a lot of there's a lot of questions that need answering. Kevin McCarthy has admitted that he that said that he is going to release all of the January 6th tapes, the security footage from the Capitol. That will be instructive and very important. And he's getting fought, by the way, by Capitol Police and federal law enforcement in doing that. That tells you everything you need to know. He's being fought by law enforcement agents on releasing all the information. No, no I mean, in, 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 case, in case you're wondering uh, exactly uh, who doesn't want you to know the truth. Hmm. Also, where, um, when are they going to find the guy who planted the pipe bombs in front of the RNC and DNC? I mean, that really bad crime. Super don't endorse that. Must be a really bad person. There's security cameras on every single conceivable street corner in Washington, D.C., 4K security cameras all over the United States Capitol complex. Yet you can't they can't get any they won't release any like actual clear footage of the guy who planted the pipe bombs in front of the RNC and the DNC on January 6th. Odd that curious that it's almost like idiots are running everything. Kevin McCarthy signals Republicans are open to expunging Donald Trump's impeach impeachments. Way to go. Way to go. Good, Kevin. Good, Kevin. Good on you. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy signaled that Republicans are open to expunging former President Tom, Donald Trump's impeachments, making the remarks during a brief Q&A with reporters. When asked about interest in Republicans possibly introducing a resolution to expunge one or both impeachments, McCarthy did not dismiss the prospect. Listen, watch. I want to ask, so there's been some interest among some of your ranking power Republicans to possibly introduce a resolution to expunge uh, one of former President Trump's impeachments or possibly both. What do you think of that? Is that something that you would be supportive of? Um, I'd have to look. When you, when you look at, when you find that the final information that the Russia document was all a lie, when you watch one went through, I'd understand why members would want to bring that forward. Our first priority is get our economy back on track, secure our borders, make our streets safe again, give parents the opportunity to have a say in their kids' education, and actually hold government accountable. But I understand why individuals want to do it, and we'd look at it. Uh, let's, uh, he got covered up by reporters screaming at him there. Let me uh, reiterate what he said. I understand why individuals want to do it, and we will look at it, he says, of expunging Donald Trump's fraudulent impeachments. Good, Kevin. You know my stance on Kevin McCarthy. I'll repeat it once more. Trust, but verify. All right. Enough people have come on the show. Matt Gates was on the show, for instance, last week. Matt Gates, the number one never Kevin guy, was on the show last week endorsing Kevin McCarthy's leadership. So we will trust and we will verify. We don't believe that Kevin McCarthy deserves that position based on pure meritocracy. But nonetheless, we're going to watch what he does and we're going to we're going to clap him on the back when he does stuff like this. He should expunge those impeachments. Man, you want to watch a D.C. meltdown panic mode uh, like you've never seen before? Get ready. Buckle up. And this is going to be a wild, wild year. 2023 is going to be one of the most insane political years ever. Please, please, ladies and gentlemen, subscribe to our show. We have a lot of big things coming. Get ready. In the works. We have tons of big things coming. We are this close to announcing some massive stuff. So subscribe. This is the space you want to be in. We will take you to the places you want to see. We will interview the people you want to interview. We, we, we will allow you to ask the questions. We are a user-driven show here. We got no strings to hold us down. We ain't some corporate apparatchik. We are totally, totally user-driven. And we're ready to bring you the hard conversations and the real conversations. And we will never, ever, ever lie to you. So please subscribe. Please follow the show. Subscribe to our podcast. Uh, ring the bell. Let the people who are in charge of these social media networks know that you like this show. We shout out to you. We do this show for you. We read your comments. And we saw a lot of people talking about MLK assassination. And so, you know what? We're going to do a show on it. We're not scared about it. Is it taboo? Are you not allowed to talk about it at your fancy cocktail party? Well, guess what? We don't live in TC anymore. 
We don't we don't need the fancy cocktail parties. Okay, we're we're here inside of a studio with a Hillary Clinton nutcracker in it. <laughs> we're inside of a studio with a stay based uh, and like a Kid Rock for Senate hat. That's where we live, baby. This is where we live. We live in the grassroots with you. This is your show. This is our show together, and we're gonna fight, and we're going to be victorious. Scripture of the day, Psalms 44.5 from the New International Version. Though you, though we push back our enemies, through your name we trample our foes. Through you we push back our enemies, bears repeating, through you, meaning God, we push back our enemies through your name, God's name we trample our foes. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. It is time. Remember, as you look around and you see Joe Biden and you see the flailing and you see the failing and you see the World Economic Forum and all these idiots, clown car gathering in Davos, <laughs> and you ask yourself, how the hell can these morons be in charge of anything? And the answer is they're not. They're not. God's always been in charge. God was in charge for your ancestors, no matter which country they lived in. God was in charge for my ancestors, and he's in charge now. And the things that happen, God allows it. And even God loses his patience and decides that sometimes uh, things get too evil that they must not persist. And so we pray for those moments, and we pray for that clarity. And we tell you on this show exactly why we broadcast. We have clarity. God, family, country. That's what we care about. God, family, country. That's what drives us here. We're free men and women. We're going to stay that way because we fight, ladies and gentlemen. We bring offense every single day. So keep fighting. Keep memeing. Keep criticizing. Keep telling the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be fighting right alongside with you here on The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. See ya.